Welcome everyone to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of March 26th, 2023. We are done with our Elite Eight. What was the, what is the women in IT call it? The Great Eight? Because they, they can't use the, because the women's yeah. NIT is not owned by the NCAA, so they, they can't use Elite Eight, so they call it the Great Eight, I believe. It's, I like the, it. it's yeah. I like it. Super 16, which is also good. Yes. And the Fab Four. Instead but of we, the Final Four, it's the Fab Four. Which is, I'll just say it this way. It's ridiculous that the NCAA doesn't sponsor this. So they can't use the official names. It's some bull, which, I mean, we're watching this and we're like, why is it the great eight? Like, what's going on here? And then what we is this? Out, what is this fucking Piggly Wiggly brand store brand? It's like, it's like great value women's NIT. That's some bull crap. Yeah. I'll just say that. They they never, they've, officially. they've never sponsored it previously, though, right? Like, the NIT has specifically always been not an NCAA product. No, NIT has been an NCAA product. Not, really? but not the women's guests. Always... Not the women's, yeah. Not the women's. The NIT has been NCAA right. product for a long time, but the long women's time, yeah. is totally separate. Gotcha. I, that, that was always my understanding was that a portion of it was just not under the NCAA. Well, that was always reason. the weird. That was always the weird thing was that you know they never there was no NIT Twitter account for a long time. It was just like it didn't exist really. They do all the announcement for the big tournament and then they'd be like, oh yeah, here's the NIT bracket too. Like there was just there was no no oomph behind it only recently they started doing stuff with it anyways also tonight with me as usual i have the commish and also we have andrew and blue blue how are you doing sir i'm doing well thank you i missed the last couple of recordings uh, that i was invited to a lot going on uh, wrapping up coursework and everything but uh, yeah. it feels good to be back and uh thank you so much uh, uh howard and i have uh, gotten very intimate the last two years and so uh, we're, we're making it official is basically what's happening now um, I'm excited yeah. for this to be a three so. doctor a three doctor podcast, guys. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> it's gonna be the most the most overeducated college football podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. But I'm gonna tell you this, like for you know my education, I, I'll just say this: I, my bachelor's got interrupted by Hurricane Katrina. It does that, yeah. My my master's got yeah. interrupted by a global pandemic. Um, if I go for my doctorate, nope. I am gonna end the world. Can, nope. I can't do, do it. it. I cannot do. It. Like I am not doing that, so I, I'm gonna let it go. That's enough. That is enough school for me. I walking across the stage that. as the meteor is dropping. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, haven't, I haven't read. I haven't read the Book of Revelation. Is it? Does it like you know end with somebody getting their doctorate degree? I assume. Yeah, I assume it ends with someone doing their, <laughs> yeah. quali- their qualified yeah, exams so. and then just like a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. That's what they talked about with the horn is, is as you, uh, you, you get the horn played when you, when you uh, pass the qualifier. And then as you walk across the stage, they unleash the, uh, the, the demons out from, 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 That's right. from hell. the world ends. If I go for my doctorate. Yep. So uh, as, as a gift to you, the commission will not be going to get his doctorate. Good. Thank God. <laughs> I just want to see what calamity they come up with next. No, yeah. no, thank you. Andrew, how I'm are you, sir? Go. I'm good. I'm making my way back to, the great city of Columbus. So I was in Louisville for the game today and we can, we can uh, talk about how I got freaking roasted. It was so good. It was, it, was, it, was, it was really good. We'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. We'll talk about that a little bit. All is well. I'm a, I have a conference in Cincinnati, so I'll also be in Cincinnati. So get to see uh reds, um, reds baseball, which is sicko. So I figured I'd bring it up. Um, Perfect. Yeah, everything's, everything's going well. It's a kind of weird time of the, the semester as well, like Blue was talking about. So it's a lot of stuff ramping up for April, and then we're 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 free in in May. Kamesh, how you doing? 
<laughs> I can just copy paste your story from 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 the pre-show. I mean, if you want, I can say it again, but uh, I'll just do an abbreviated version of it. it. It's basically very rough night with the infant overnight, not much sleep, and my my kid had like the classes so he could get you know the, the Catholic school so he can get like the the Eucharist and whatnot. We were like, we're not gonna make it. My wife and I are not gonna make it. My kid uh, just cried his eyes out at eight a.m. this morning. Uh, wanted to see his church friends. So again, it's it's the backward story here, where normally it's the parents dragging the kids to church. My kid was the one that dragged us to church, so he had to just dead tired taking him to his church classes, it's, it's Sunday school stuff. Ridiculous. I, I'm dead tired, but I'm looking forward to this. First off, everyone, I'd like to I'd like to start on a serious note. I'd like to have a press conference here. I have been accused of slandering the XFL. Oh, with by whom? half truths with some of our very rabid xfl fan followers and by followers i mean people who don't follow us but he still i still managed to see and chastise me for spreading xfl rumors and untruths i'd like to clear the air here first off and this is a mildly serious one quentin oh what's his name oh shit. Yeah. Is, is, our, is, it, is it is it it's not like they stormed the beaches at normandy it's, it's like dormandy normandy right? yeah quentin dormandy okay uh, he had been released by the xfl by Which by thing? his team by his team the guardians Orlando the, or, the winless Orlando the guardians. winless Orlando guardians because okay. they had said that he had leaked plays yes and this was That's kind good. of weird because all the XFL teams practiced together correct and they all in practiced the same in, in the same facility in the same city in the same facility so this was kind of weird anyways the guardians released him but then it turned out he got reinstated and we said that in the podcast. And then it had turned out the athletic had a great article about this. Basically it was just a lot of shit talking that people that they had turned into like weird accusations. Deandre Francois was involved in this and, and a bunch of other stuff of where it was just, it seemed to be just miscommunications and shitty uh, texts that turned into way overblown accusations, but he was back. And he played for the Guardians and did a pretty good job for the Guardians this week, even though they didn't win because they're the Guardians. So first off, I'd like to apologize for that. And I, I did treat, tweet a retraction on that one, but I'm going to do that. Say it again here. The second one was from this weekend. I was watching like like a good person, like a good XFL fan that I am. I was watching the St. Louis Battlehawks play in Vegas. And we guys, we know how much I love that Vegas stadium, right? Man, you're my, all about this. It's you're one of a my big favorites. fan of scaffolding. I love, I love scaffolding. I love weird dimensions. I like that you can see the soccer goals. Is the grass the still side. very yellow? It's, it, it's, it depends on how often they spray it. Yeah, it's a little yellowy green. It's that color of green when you open up like Microsoft Paint and you choose just the standard green. That's <laughs> not, that's just a really unnatural green. It's that green. <laughs> so, so Gatorade, so, so lemon lime Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, lemon line Gatorade mixed with whatever the Hulk took. So uh, <laughs> it's they were there, and at some point, AJ McCarron, the quarterback of the Battle Hawks and Alabama standout, was having trouble with his headset. And on in the XFL, their big thing is they don't shut off the communications until the ball is snapped. In the NFL, they shut them off like ten seconds before, but in the XFL, they let them go the whole time. And the announcer said that he was getting Vegas's defensive calls in his head. So he was getting, he was hearing whatever Vegas was setting up to do. And 
That's what he was getting in his head, in his headset. That was later proven to be he was I, getting his own defensive. And calls, this is yeah. and this is and this is where I have to say it because again, I was told that I was told that either I was a USFL homer or <laughs> that 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 I was trying to slander the good name of the XFL. It turned out that that he was getting his own defensive. Like there was supposed to be a switch in there because apparently someone said that there's only so many helmets with radios. And so players swap them and there's an offensive defensive switch or something. I still don't know why he was hearing alignment because they said very specifically, he was hearing like alignments, which they wouldn't be talking about. I mean, if that's, that's weird for if like the XFL defensive captain is maybe a lineman instead of a linebacker. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't it know. Was, that was weird. But I, again, I was accused of, of spreading misinformation about the XFL well, that, I mean, trying to make them seem like they were a, a, a Bush see, league thing. And clearly the scaffolding we, tells me they're not. We all know that you are a That's Birmingham cool. stallions fan. We I know am. I'm going Memphis Showboats this year. I thought he okay. was a San Antonio gunslinger from the old USFL fan. That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's true. I have, I have lots of my fandoms know no bounds. I so, mean, you know, I have to support the New Orleans Breakers. So I, I would to. just like to apologize I, to the XFL. I'm not fan, to, sorry. I'm not, I'm not here to slander the XFL. If you have any, if you have any real accusations, please do not slander these boys. Send them to compliance at sickoscommittee.org. Uh, I'll get that set up one day. I mean, I, I, I may be going to no. a Brahma's game soon, but uh, we, we got to see if the schedule lines up and, and maybe take the little one to the, the Brahma's game here in the Alamo Dome. I hope they fixed the roof. I, I haven't heard if they had or hadn't. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, uh, Brahma's won today. They did. They uh, the, the, the way that the XFL is set up, it just so happens that Arlington and, and San Antonio played back-to-back weeks. So Arlington won last week. Seattle won the rematch. And with a score of, and again, XFL scores are absolutely amazing. The uh, final score was 15 to nine. Beautiful. Question. I love it. Yes. How sir. many three-point conversions after touchdowns were there in this game? I got to see. Let me get a box score. None? There none? No, I, I really appreciate um, ESPN's app doing live stats now for the XFL, which is great. Uh, you can see like the horrible drive summaries and stuff. It's it's oh, yeah. it's it's amazing. You can see the play by play. My God, there was like a section of this game. Oh, it was nothing. It just, it, just, it, the just whole thing punting, died. punting, punting. The Vipers are really bad. The Guardians are are worse. Orlando's zero and six. The Vipers are one and five. The Brahmas got out of that cellar. They're two and four. Um, but I mean, the the defenders are they're five and zero. Oh. So the DC defenders and the Houston Roughnecks are probably our best two teams. Yeah, the oh, Sea yeah. Dragons are like hanging behind there. So this has been your XFL minute. Uh, I would, I would <laughs> like only to took I would ESPN like, five weeks. Yes. I would like to give you guys a drive chart summary of the first part of this San Antonio Arlington game. Punt, punt, field goal. Punt, 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 punt. Field goal, interception, touchdown. Punt, 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 punt. Field goal, missed field goal. Field goal, interception. End of game. Beautiful. Who was yeah, the was touchdown? Great. Who was the touchdown? Let's see. It touchdown was. Was that the fumble return? For a touchdown? Oh yeah, there was a scoop and score. There was a, there was yeah. a, there was a San Antonio scoop and score. Yeah. Perfect. No notes. Also, I want to make sure we both, didn't have any offense in that game. Also, both teams in this game were with back were with like third and fourth string quarterbacks, oh, so no. they were rotating quarterbacks of quarterbacks that had not taken snaps. So it was it was great. Bob Stoops was having a great day. 
Heinz Ward was just having the time of his life. It was great. Everyone just looks like having a fun time. Anyways, after the XFL minute and my apologies for slandering those poor those poor men, we will be moving on to basketball. And the theme is no kings, no gods, no one seeds. No kings, no gods, and no one seeds. I don't know if you can do the reverb on this thing now. I can do. I can do whatever, okay. man. That'd be that'd be good. Maybe Blue can. Yes. Uh, can you do a voice impersonation, like a really deep voice? I have a feeling you have one in your chamber. You got. You got you for- in a world where all the one seeds have fallen, four teams that have never before been to the final four have emerged. Except UConn. Except UConn. <laughs> Are we sure about that? Yes. Has UConn ever been to the final four? I know what you mean. Yeah. Wait, that was a long time ago. The, UConn's the won the national championship. They've won the four. They've won like four what? national titles, right? That's, that no, can't be right. No, I can't be right. In no. a world. <laughs> that can't be right. We're keeping There's that. No I don't care. Yeah, oh, it's great. In a world where Blue has forgotten the year 2014. Hey, that was a long. Sure that did. was a long time ago. That was that was a lot of degrees ago. Okay, it, it absolutely was. Uh, it absolutely was a long time ago. And again, UConn fans, as Jordan just made his great apology, don't do not be mad at everybody else on the sickos. Don't come onto the sickos Twitter. This is just one of the members who is not on the Twitter and will not see your angry replies. So. But I will Go send Huskies. every one of them to Blue. Yeah, send we'll, them to we'll, me, we'll, and I will we'll forward. I will send every one of them to Blue. I promise. I'm all right we'll with Com- UConn fans messaging me. Uh, that's fine. Compliance at at sickos.com. <laughs> we really, really got to do. I really got to send <laughs> compliance at sickoscommunity.org because <laughs> it would just turn into the biggest shit show email account. Oh God, it has to be good. Okay, uh, I may with, have to do that with before one, this goes out. With one actual compliance break. With with one actual real compliance issue. <laughs> I remember this moment where I said last week that I thought Houston was going to bullshit their way to a championship. And guys, I was wrong about that. Houston's bullshit hit a wall. I don't don't know what happened, man. I I don't know what happened with Houston. It's just like they just turned off. And I'll credit that to Miami. But, like, it's just like they they stopped Houstoning. I'm sure Grish, you know, the Andrew – sorry. I give, like, screen name instead. I'm tired. Sorry. I'm sure Andrew could maybe give us a little bit better breakdown, but I don't know what Houston... my screen name, Kamesh. Come on. Oh, my God. We're going to have to bleep that. Yeah, I'll bleep that. <laughs> like, I bleeped like the other time. Houston. <laughs> you got to bleep it again. Oh, no. Houston stopped Houstoning. And then Miami just kind of took over. It was weird. Houston was 9 for 31 for 3. That's all you need to know. They were 37% for field goals. Guys, it just Houston just stopped playing basketball. They needed to be unplugged and plugged back in, honestly. It seemed that way, for real. Like, they just, it feels like this whole tournament has just been who can go, uh, I got, who can stay, like, lukewarm, you know, for a bit instead of just suffering, like, that six minute, like, death drought of, like, no field goals. And if you can avoid that, you, you could definitely survive in advance, which ask, is. Ask Creighton about that tonight. Creighton looked good and then just, it just, it just stopped. Yeah, like, there's they that weird the part. <laughs> what is that flow chart? You, know, you, you, the game flow. You yeah, can see like yeah. when people just flatline out of my nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, if you can avoid the flatlines, you may be okay. You know what? Hey, I didn't. I that's how that's why I learned to do integrals, baby. For charts like that. Uh, Area under the curve. Uh huh. Kansas State got knocked out, but I really oh, got to talk. Ab- 
<laughs> I got we got to talk about uh, uh, Marquise no- no- uh, Noel, who absolutely went off the most assists in a single game or something like that. Just willed Kansas State through a game. And he, yeah, he is the perfect NCAA tournament player because it's either absolute excellence or an air ball three from 30 feet away. It, there's no in between with him. In the game against Michigan State for to make the Elite Eight, which they lost to Florida Atlantic, hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. He had 20 points and 19 assists, the most ever in an NCAA tournament game. So, and he rolled his ankle in between there. It was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yes. And has have all of you seen the uh, where the coach is telling him to call one play and he kind of right. waves the coach off and then throws the, the alley-oop blob? I, okay, so let's, so let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so what play do you think they called? Like, what what play do you think the coach called? That's that's why I don't know, because he he's because the coach is doing something. He's in like I'm watching the video right now. The coach is doing something, and he waves him off. And the first the first theory was that when he coach drops the arm, that was the signal to throw the alley oop. That like that was a trick. But Richard Johnson has said that that's not it. That like they said, Jerome Tang said that that was not it. I, I disagree. I respectfully so? disagree with, with with Mr. Richard Johnson right. and, and what, what Coach Jerome Tang said. I mean, I've, I've seen, like, breakdowns. I think John Boy did a breakdown of it where they're pointing at each other and then Marquise Noel holds up a two to give him two seconds, uh, like two things, and then Tang does one, two, then the guy, Keontae Johnson, takes off, then the alley's thrown. And then there it is. It's a reverse dunk. I feel like it's I'm, so good. It's just so I'm, good. I'm, you know, we we can we can debate it, but it, I'm, my mind's already made up. It, it was a set play. The enormous cojones, onions, whatever to call it with like a minute left in OT of a Sweet Sixteen game. I'm gonna give him all the credit. I am. Uh, he's gonna deflect and say he didn't do that. I don't know why he would do that, but he don't want to give away the the trade secrets, the the Tang so, trade secrets, so to speak. But I, so I'm saying that it was totally, it was totally planned. I, I that was a play call. Trade secrets from. I have country. a question then. Exactly. I, I, my question is like, if it is planned and the coach is doing some sort of gamesmanship, what have you? Who is this for? Because the only people looking at the coach are his own players. Because the other team's players are looking at they're they're on defense, so they're looking at their assignment, not the other team's coach. Well, the they caught okay. they caught the guy ball watching. So the one that was guarding Keontae Johnson. They had been, I, I guess, like fronting him to avoid the penetration by Noel the whole time. And so he's been cheating up, leaving like the corner three open. And they've been doing that the entire game. And they hit him at the first play of the game. There was like an alley-oop. And K-State hit him again in OT with it. This time with the play call. I, I, yeah, I think too I much convinced. breaking down basketball. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is this serious. is way more breaking down basketball. This is way too I've ever serious for me. But, no, like that's like he got called. He, like like definitely got called ball watching. And I think I think the show was for basically trying to because I'm I'm going to assume that that uh, Michigan State's players saw them communicating or saw like him looking over talking and thought that they that was going to give them the time that nothing was going to happen right then. So you get them just a little slow, a little off that back foot. And you get that extra half second. That's all and you need. That's all you need. Well, if you're if you're good, that's all you need. For me, I would need about ten seconds to make that run. And I then, don't think you could get up that high, Jordan. Can you dunk? No, fuck no, I can't. <laughs> Ugh, no, no I, I've. That's never why I play corfball. No dunking's allowed. No dunking's allowed on a corfball, and it's eleven foot high. Yeah, I know. That's why. No, that's. 
I saw they're bringing back Slam Ball, and I was watching Slam Ball highlights and how no one got killed playing Slam Ball back in the like the nineties and two thousands is yeah. amazing. Because every time I watch it, it's people colliding in midair like it's fucking Ender's game, <laughs> and <laughs> and someone's like and and of course old school trampolines that didn't have like the springs covered. So like the epitome of like these are the trampolines that kill people. It's great. I I hope their insurance policy is amazing. Full contact sport, baby. Yeah, yeah who knew? I, I should have known. This is uh, younger listeners. Or in the early 2000s, everything was extreme. And we just did shit like it this. Sure was. We just it did sure shit was. like this. Extreme with only two E's. Just it started with X. I mean, and, the XFL and, and, was there. The X, like, yeah. The XFL yeah. was there. Yeah. Ex- all the extreme sports. MTV did a lot of shit I like mean, this. Before, sure after did. MTV start, after MTV stopped showing music videos, but before they started doing reality TV, they had like a sports bit that was weird. MTV Sports. Oh, Shout yeah. out Dan yes. Cortez. Dan Cortez. Yeah. Shout out, what, what's he doing now? What's Dan, Dan oh, Cortez no. up to? I hope, you know, just stay, just stay hidden, Dan Cortez. We don't need you to go on that. No, we, we're going to leave that alone. Just just, just, just relax, yes, Dan. Please. Have a good life, man. But now, now I want to see old MT, like Kurt Loder and all the old MTV folks, put them on a new version of the real world. <clears throat> all the old like MTV folks, but give, they all, they're all in a house together now. That's great. I don't think they have it in them to be as extreme as the modern day reality TV folks do. <laughs> I, I watch. I'm I watched, not convinced. I watched some clips of like like the first couple seasons of Real World, and guys, it's so tame. It's just a bunch of people yes. like being shitty roommates to each other. It's wonderful. Yeah, they're just all sitting, sitting around, around. Being like, hey, yeah, like, hey, asshole, yeah. you didn't like clean up your shit. Okay, you're right. I didn't. That was the entirety. Like, like I That's remember scene. one. Like like season six, and they were in Hawaii, and like one of the girls like has an alcohol problem. That was the extent of it. It was like, oh, she drank a lot. Yeah. It's a problem. This was the drama. We were way simpler back yeah. then. Squeed it was, it's <laughs> wild to think that's where we came from to whatever is happening in the Real Housewives of Insert City USA. Exactly. I mean, it's just wild the Real times. Real Housewives man. of Monroe, Louisiana. Is that really a show? No, no, I, I wish. Really, God, I wish. Oh, but is, is that really a show? Is America no, we, ready for I that? Mean, I mean, I feel like they already kind of did that with Duck Dynasty. So that's uh, true. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> we can leave that alone. I'm not touching that good. one. Said it, not us. Insert duck call here, and and let's go move on. Is Miami now a basketball school? Yes. I mean, given their run in both the men's and the women's tournament, and the fact that they beat noted basketball state Indiana in both. I feel like it is. I took an unintentional nap during the Texas Miami game and just caught the end of it, which that worked out fine for me as a Texas fan. Sure, why not? I knew it was. I knew it was coming. It's fine. But apparently, the LSU Miami women's game got <laughs> turned into like a brutal like oh my fist God. fight. Like teeth Seriously. were coming out. I mean, I, I was watching that game, and then you know somebody tweets at us like, "This is not you know the, nobody could make a." Sh- I don't think Miami the Miami ladies made a three the entire game and like LSU only made one and they were and like nobody was getting any open shots. It was contested. I mean, they were just beating the crap out of each other. It was like 80 style NBA, Bill Lambeer, Detroit Pistons, bad ball, I mean, bad boys style basketball. It was ridiculous. One player for Miami uh, got a tooth knocked out. Apparently I thought it was just a busted lip. Destiny um, Harden. Oh, yeah. Destiny Harden, the one that won, hit the game winner to beat one seed Indiana. 
she got a tooth knocked out against LSU. It was it was just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it was just an it was like a knockdown drag out fight. But if you you had the eighties nostalgia of like you know no layups, we were gonna foul you to the death. <laughs> Basically, if you try to drive to the rim, that's what that game was. It was not for the faint of heart. I'll just say that. But that was that was rough. I didn't see the butt pass. Can someone tell me about the butt pass? Oh, let's get the video in here. All right, so we'll do this here. I'll, I'll tell you about the butt pass. Miami, at, at at the time of the butt pass, basically, Miami inbounds the ball off of a Texas player, off of his butt, and then gets wide open after the bounce off the butt for like a, a, a wide open dunk. So Miami was down 64-51 before that dunk went in, right? Yeah. After that, that pass off the butt for the dunk, Miami outscored Texas 37-17 to make it to the Final Four. So apparently that's that's it's very popular of a tweet now. But I just did the math. It's ridiculous. It's beautiful and perfect that there's a two in the score that they that they outscored them by twenty. You know, number two. Yeah. Off the butt. Yep. But it's just more proof that you know you got to keep your head on a swivel. I mean, if you're not looking. You're gonna you're you're gonna get embarrassed in a lot of ways. <laughs> better watch better watch your back. Yeah, yeah, watch your back, man. Is there a name for this play? Like is it like an inbounds like the cheeky I don't know. Uh, the, they used to do it in the NBA all the time. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean if you were like You see you know, it every once in a while so. nowadays, they'll throw it off like their leg or something. Like Yeah. Just to Yeah. Just it's it's satisfying when you like basically you cross somebody over and they fall on the ground. And like soccer, when you nut make somebody, you kick the ball between their legs. Uh, that that's a lot of fun, but I feel like that's on the same level as a nutmeg, just throwing it off of somebody's butt, yeah. uh, and then dunking it. But I, I don't know if there's a name. Like somebody in the replies asked for the name of the play. Uh, I have no idea what it would be, but it's 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 clever as hell, and I love it. Every every play you just described has been done to me at some point. So I'm like, yeah, no, I, I get that. That's I've been nutmegged. I've been had things bounce off my back. Oh yeah, that's me. Uh huh. So not my thing, guys. That means you could have started for Texas basketball last night. I probably could have. Let me tell you. Hey, so there's there's this Miami fan that took a video and he's screaming at us, uh, just screaming, let's go in the video. And he's happy about Miami making the final four. I don't know if you want to play that. I haven't heard it, but if it's any good, we let me see it in the podcast. I don't know what he says. Where's that? Where's that? So it's like, he sent a video of him celebrating Miami winning. I, I just, Got it. Let's see. Right, We're going to have to bleep some of this, aren't we? We may have to bleep some of this, but, you know, let's whatever. See. Let's okay. see what he's doing. So uh, it is uh, his, his name is uh, McCant, at McCant for life, Justin McCant, big Miami fan. So let's Here see what go. he's I'm going to adjust this volume because I feel like I'm going to have He's yelling. It may be loud. It's over. We're going to the final four. Love, love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> love the interview. Awesome. Justin, that's very tame. It was very awesome. tame. I thought I was I was afraid for us. So let's talk about our final four. Our final four would right. actually be our if if we had if we had a, a football moment where we were just like bullshitting about like, hey, these four teams might be kind of fun in a playoff. This feels <laughs> like the kind of thing we come up with. Because we have San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Miami, and Yukon. And so, this, this is very yeah, much one of these things is not like the others. This this is ridiculous, right? Uh, uh, CBS tweeted 0.00005% uh, 
of all brackets predicted the men's final four. It was 40, I think. Or ESPN had, had I think it had it like 37? It's something like that. 37 or 40, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we did do a fail bracket, so maybe, which. <laughs> so, Kevin, our, our resident spreadsheeter, um, he asked, if you were given those four schools with no context, what sport would you assume is being played? Ooh. Someone in the chat said baseball. I kind of agree. UConn is the best team in the Northeast. Yeah. Two Florida schools and San Diego State. What were so you going to say? My answer is is, is week, week zero of college football. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely week zero. UConn flies out to San Diego State. <laughs> FAE goes to Miami. I'm thinking or, women's or Miami goes soccer. To Boca. Yeah. Soccer I'm thinking women's that. soccer. How women's about, soccer. How about sailing? Because they're all like coastal-ish hmm. crew. Is it- do these all have crew team? I have heard what FAU crew team looks like. Never mind. UConn <laughs> crew. UConn definitely has a crew team. I know that. UConn okay, has UConn a crew team. Yeah. UConn they absolutely has a crew team. Let's see. I don't know that FAU has a crew team. That might not be it. God, I hope they do. Um, I do too. Sport club directory. Um, I hope their coxswain just goes hoot. Hoot, hoot. The only the only boats that I think Miami and FAU are involved on are those crazy speedboats that race off like the coast of Key West. I think Popeye's had one of them at, at Jordan, one time. <laughs> Jordan, what if the coxswain is just an owl? Yes, perfect. <laughs> it's it's just the fucking it's just the fucking owl mascot that deranged FAU owl mascot who's going into space with a really now. big head. It's, it's so good. The proportions are weird. It's so good. I love him so much. The eyes are great. I don't I don't get it's that probably. graphic at all. Like they put the FAU mascot. They put the Miami coach. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The San Diego State coach, which uh, I had a great tweet because he was reminding me of an actor I couldn't figure out. But, you know, we'll go with Ed Begley Jr. I like Matthew uh, Modine. Yeah, that works too. Matthew Modine was good too. Maybe a little Ted Danson, Silver Fox action. And then they have uh, a player for Miami and then the coach for Connecticut, which it made no sense. Like, why wouldn't you put Jim Laranek in there? I don't. I would. I would have made that graphic. That's why I tweeted. I did, we did not make this because it looked shitty enough that something I would have made as a joke. And then the best part was one of our followers goes, "They know that the space shuttle doesn't shoot off from Houston, right? Because in the middle of it, the space shuttle is being launched. First off." The space shuttle is no longer a thing. It hasn't been for a long time. Two, that's Florida. Over a decade. Yeah, like, or it's been a while, Or guys. sometimes San Diego. Sometimes San Diego. They, yeah, they uh, sometimes. San sometimes Diego. San Diego. You're right. If, if this but, were but definitely not college, Houston. <laughs> Houston. If this were a college football bracket, who do you have winning this championship, guys? For 2022. San Diego. San, the Aztecs. By, so they get, by, they by get past by. FAU in round one. Who's, who's the winner Absolutely. of the UConn-Miami game? That's the question here. <laughs> Well, I don't want to answer that question. Eligible. Come on, hey, come on, yeah. come on, come on, UConn it's def- fan. It's UConn. It's UConn because only one of those teams, only one of those teams has won a bowl game this millennium. So. I have you. I have oh, UConn. UConn in Miami. I have UConn winning so. this football bracket, guys. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. I have UConn winning this football bracket because Brady Hope football. couldn't score. Ooh. I know. Maybe hmm. that first round, by the way, it gets gets Brady Hoke versus um, Tom Herman. So, is, it, who's it, is it Tom Herman FAU? Tom Herman's yeah. at FAU. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yep. Tom Herman so, is at FAU. And then it's it's Mario Cristobal versus Jim Moore Jr. Yeah, God. Yep. That's like playoff. Oh, Mish, who do you have Jim winning Moore this one? Jr. My God. Winning the the playoff? Yeah, you're of, playoff. of these teams. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is, is, right? is Herman is Herman the coach? 
Yeah, I don't know. He's I think the he's coach. Just... Is he the coach now? Yeah. He hold is on. the head coach. Oh, All right. hold up. So, oh, yeah, he is. Okay. No, he's the head coach now, but I mean, is he for this football bracket? Not the coach that got No, fired. no, we're gonna no, we're gonna say we're gonna say this is still Willie Taggart. Okay. Wait, uh, hold on. Willie. You're gonna fire you're gonna fire Herman? No, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying in? I'm saying it had to be twenty twenty two. We're saying this is the twenty twenty two bracket. Uh that was also with defensive coordinator Todd Orlando, if that makes you feel any better or worse. Oh my god. Ugh, makes um... me feel much worse. <laughs> I, I, I stick don't know, with, man. I'm sticking with San Diego, but San Diego State? Oh, I'm sticking oh, man. with the this would be... uh, I love this. It's nothing I, feels I, good about this. Uh, nothing feels good. I, I, I'm going to go with Miami, but I feel horrible about it, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it does. It's just like I, funny... I would uh, – no, I don't, I don't feel like they'll be big favorites, but just I would hope that Miami can win this. Football Not 2022, wise, Miami. This is 2020 this, – these four teams are all on the same level in 2022. That's the fun part about it. Like this is yes. this is this is a this is a close run thing in 2022, guys. Hold there up. There is a team far. in this list. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. I'm gonna hold it while you're talking. I'm gonna pull up the Massey ratings to composite. Yeah, I was gonna ask for the SCP. Yes. Okay, let's see here. Okay, this is no way that UConn is. That the, there is a team. There is a team in this quartet that got housed by the Blue Raiders of Middle Ten- Tennessee State University this year. Yep. Oh, actually, two. So. Oh yes, two of them. Actually, because because Middle Tennessee State is the kings. They are the kings of Miami this year. It is. It is a lot. It guys. It is a lot closer than we want it to be. Okay. Who, who is the there. lowest ranked? Start with the lowest rank. Who is the lowest ranked on this? Okay. Be UConn, I would it, say. it is UConn. No. Yeah. They, they don't. No, S and P doesn't okay. respect. And this, the and this is this is so this Only is mass, this is massy composite. So this okay. is based off of about fifty not different. Yeah, this is messing positive. This is based off of an average of like 50 different uh, 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 ranking systems. Young so, people, you can tell we're real BCS fans around here for going tell. to the Massey composite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so UConn 102. Okay, that, that's about right. FAU 99. Ooh. Miami 84. Ooh. Oh. San Diego State 81. Oh. <laughs> so San Diego State has a slight, looks like. I told you. I told you. Oh, guys, it's so good. This is their. Oh, this would be a great. Now, now I'm remembering Middle Tennessee beating uh, San Diego State with like 66 negative rushing yards, mm-hmm. negative 66 yes. rushing yards in the Hawaii Bowl, where, where you made your your in laws watch. Yes. Game, Jordan. Oh yeah, like this would, this would be a banger, guys. This is great. Christmas this Eve, let's great. do this. It was a sickos banger. If only you could have got tickets to the game. Yeah. Get oh, on a plane, land. Beautiful. We're gonna watch the Hawaii Bowl in person. There we go. <laughs> Andrew, let's talk about your seats. I'm here in Louisville for the next day or so. And I said, all right, I'm going to the game for sure. And I'm looking at the ticket prices. They decreased rapidly after Alabama lost, which was good for me. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll wait and see if one of the seats in the lower bowl is like, you know, less than 50, 40. The lower bowl seats don't go down. The lower bowl seats stay around $80, $80. So I say, okay, I'll get a low seat in a corner, like the the almost corner, so I can see kind of one side really well, and then the other side it'll be a little further. And folks, that was not the right decision to make at the KFC Yum Center. Oh no! Um, it was blocked by. I was right in the seat that's blocked by the railing that keeps people from falling. Okay. My initial seat that I sat down in to enjoy my food for the first four minutes of the game was absolutely terrible, atrocious. 
I, I then moved to where the photo was taken, which was at the, I think section 307 row S and I'm like, okay, I'm centered. I can see the scoreboard. I can see the number of timeouts each team has. There's nobody directly in front of me so I can stretch out. I'm thinking I, I made it. I've got a good seat. It was around, you know, $20. I'm living the life. So yeah. I'll post this photo. And and folks, why, why'd you have to roast me like that? Come on now. That's <laughs> so good. My God. I swear there were so many replies of the sting in the rafters meme. That was like, yes. the, 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 the wrestler sting just sitting in the rafters overlooking the stadium. And I was, I was like, come on, man. We Listen, gotta, it was a good view. It's, there were so some people good. defending you, which I mean, again, oh. if you're gonna, I, again, we're the sickos committee here. We we're not like big legacy media. We don't have like money going to the people on this podcast to 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 go buy. Folks, like, if I had tickets. paid to be on this podcast, I think I would have gotten a better seat. <laughs> Seriously, it, it was so good. So someone asked, someone asked if you need oxygen. <laughs> it wasn't even that steep. No. <laughs> But that's, that's, the, the, that's, that's the beauty. It's so beautiful. It was so good. I was laughing so hard. It looks way higher in this photo, to be clear, than I actually felt. I don't know why the photo looks like really zoomed out. I'm I'm gonna fuck with this a little more, but I know I know that Andrew is someone who hates reseeding. The idea of reseeding a tournament to Andrew is basically heresy. Heresy. Yeah. I'm not, and so I'm I actually sure. ran the numbers to see what the tournament round of 32 would look like if we reseeded. And it wasn't super interesting. I need to clean up the data a little bit. The funniest thing to me was that you ended up with something along the lines of like, for example, I, if you do each region, Marquette in round two drew Michigan State when they actually should have drawn Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> if we'd reseeded properly. And then you had a team like FAU who got Fairleigh Dickinson who, if we actually received properly, would have drawn Kansas State, which would have changed Jordan, the whole, I hate this so much. Which would have changed the whole tenor of this, right? Don't you hate this? So deeply. Deeply hate deeply. this. So Alabama, instead of drawing Maryland, should have been playing Princeton. And Baylor, instead of playing Creighton, should have been playing Furman. Viscerally, I like this, but I understand how people can viscerally just hate this idea. I'm going to do it for the next couple rounds, too. Is there is there like there's professional sports that do the reseeding, right? The NBA does it or is it? No, M uh, NFL no. does. NFL does. N oh, NFL, NFL does, does. Yeah. NFL does. Yeah. They, they they shuffle after the after the walk around. Yeah. Cowards. Love it. I, I think, think the NBA used to do it. I, I have a better okay. idea, though. So so prior so the NBA now has the play in tournament yeah. prior to the oh, play in tournament. Yeah. They had okay. a they had a three game round one. That's what would yeah. happen. Okay. I remember Dikembe Mutombo on the ground, like yeah. shaking his finger yeah. after they upset the one seed, the Sonics. Yes, I, that, that image right. lives in my head. So I'm going to do it for the rest of the rounds just to see what happens. Assuming that we'd like the normal two rounds have played, then we've reseed, just see what happens. But I have a better idea that will make Andrew even angrier. Okay. What if not only do we reseed, but we actually change the seeds based on updated like Ken Palm numbers? I like that. So, so every round we rerun everyone's numbers and then reseed. That seems even more chaotic, I and I question. love it. Go for it, yeah. I, I, I have a question because I love this. I oh, yeah. love it. Do it. I I think seeds are all they're all made up anyway, so it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. My question is, what do we do with like as a as a team that goes to the first four every so often? How would you? They're obviously playing for a sixteen seed. But could they play such a good game where they get reseeded into a better seed than 16? 
That's see, that's why I think that that's why we should rerun all the seed numbers after games. We just we just because I don't think scramble the seeds too. Right, I don't think they should be forced into a sixteen. Like if you go into the first four and you wipe the floor with your opponent, nope. you should get you know a fourteen instead, and the fourteen gets the sixteen. I, mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't think the seeding matters. I think it's all made up. Maybe you know give give you know maybe put Princeton in. They beat a they beat a, a two seed. Make them a, make them a one seed. Right. The the other the other thing that I also had not realized just by the nature of the way the tournament games are broadcasted and all the regions are not broadcast in order, whatever. I did not realize in the West region, the entire first round was chalk. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one. I did not realize that until I, until I ran this and I was like, Oh, there would be no difference here because that's basically what happened was like that. There was no need to reseed. That was just how it ended up. Anyways, I love this and I'm going to keep playing with these numbers just to make Andrew crazy. Just don't tell me about it. I'm going to post, I'm posting every one of them be great i just oh. feel like it punishes the lower seeds so much like yay we just beat the one seed no no like like uh fairly dickinson yep welcome to the two now seed baby have, now you have to play a two seed yep prove it w- wcc that's, bracket that's baby it's the wcc that's, conference that's wrong that's wrong as hell nah, but good uh hey, hey jordan make make one of those scatter plots that have no context and no real use. Just throw them all in there and say, "Here's what would have happened." Yeah. And just throw all the teams got, in one big. You, got, one you, big you can even do that with college basketball data. You can make that that crazy sickos data. Yeah. So, so uh, I, tr- I, tr- like I tried it early. I tried it early on in the season, and the problem was literally I couldn't get it. I couldn't get a aspect ratio in R, so I could actually see the fucking names that weren't just overlapping <laughs> yeah. entirely. Like college football is hard yeah. enough, but with college basketball, it is just. <laughs> so chaotic i may actually do that again i just want to give a shout out to 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 rodney terry the interim coach for texas which i'm seeing reports breaking news of him uh expected to be the actual final finally the head coach of texas good um i love his glasses like i don't wear glasses his glasses are like a plus like the the frames that he has on Amazing glasses. Oh, once sorry, uh, once once again, Kamish is bragging about his great eyesight to three other people who are wearing you're glasses. You're the only one. Fucking yeah, ableist bullshit on here every time. I know. Oh, I'm Kamish. I had 2015 vision. I'm awesome. You know, I I did that. I did that subconsciously, but uh, <laughs> I, I love how I love how yeah, every time we talk about that, like, yeah, everyone else like, has glasses on. I take it. I take it. I take that for granted. I'm sorry. It's so funny. I'm sorry. I, know, I didn't mean it. Like I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> but I'm, it's just, just, I'm just giving yeah. you shit. It just ha- it just so happens that everyone else wears wears glasses. When, when my eyesight goes and my and my ass gets way too old and my eyesight goes, it, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get some Rodney Terry frames. Shout out, shout out, Rodney Terry. Great run in the tournament and and taking over after what occurred at Texas, which I don't want to get into. Nope, nope, not we're we're out of our depth in that conversation for real. So let's talk about our bracket now. Oh, we've yeah. got we've got some he- Louisville is our heavy favorite for our sickos bracket. They have been cruising through for That's good right. reason. Uh, Chicago State has also been doing very well for having, I think, a good season. I think everyone's sort of hype on Chicago State because, again, their home fortress. Sorry. Was it was was it this year? And then, at home. and then we had Georgetown versus Ferrari. How that one? How's that one going? Because Ferrari uh, squeaked because Ferrari in Minnesota. Let's talk about that one. Oh, my Ferrari God. in Minnesota tied. I've had never a, had a poll, like a Twitter a poll. a tied poll 
with, with dead tie with lots of lots of respondents. It wasn't like it was like oh ten people we had five five. No, it was hundreds. It was eight hundred and thirty six votes, I think, and, and it was fifty fifty total. Yes. total. Oh, wow! On on that poll, and so we had to do like a, a blitz. Um, one, one hour, hour OT right? poll, one hour OT poll, because we've never encountered where our, one of our Twitter polls tied completely. And then I think Ferrari won it like 53, 47, 53%. Yeah, it, was so it was still close. I think the Minnesota fans just, you know, I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, they, they're, they're battling Georgetown. I will say this right now at the time of podcasting, uh, Georgetown is up big. Oh. Uh, they're up like 58 to 42%. Unless Ferrari, I just retweeted it while we we're podcasting, so that could change. And then the other bracket, which is our like chaos bracket, can we talk about? Uh, can we talk about the Iowa quadrant real fast? Seriously, go right ahead. So we had Iowa, Fran McCaffrey, the entire Big Ten, and Detroit Mercy in the same quadrant. That's just so beautiful. It, like, and and that was the thing. Like, I I I seeded the whole tournament like 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 serpentine style. Like, I didn't like I went straight through and. Did it legitimately i did not i did not do it this way on purpose i did not also consider like the actual tournament considers like oh you don't want to have same conference teammates the first i didn't mess with that but like i this was just like legitimately serpentine through our whole thing and it just so happened that all these like the big 10 iowa fran mccaffrey all end up in the same quadrant and I don't know, uh, like like when you set up the bracket you did it by votes and then like you just staggered it that way and yeah then it was just amazingly how so like each one of the brackets would be like the one, you know. Is Fran is Fran up right now? Fran is up big. Uh so it looks like we're gonna have a twelve seed uh in the in the final four. Yeah. Um so it looks like Fran McCaffrey is gonna be staring down one seed Georgetown. Oh, um, God, if the polls hold. Uh so I mean we'll have a one seed, two seed, one seed, and a twelve seed in the Sicko's final four. If everything holds as as we're we're podcasting right now, there's still a few hours left. What are the advanced analytics on this? How has Fran been able to have such a deep run into this year's uh, tournament? I think it just stares people down. He just Fran stands there and just fucking stares them down. Fran had a great path. I'll just say that. Like Fran had a favorable draw as a 12 seed. He had a rather weak five seed that he played against. Let me see who his five seed was. I'm again seeding. Seedings are meaningless. Seedings I know we should have. We should have receded. Should have receded every time. No, no, it's all about matchups. <laughs> so receded so, every time. So, so Fran in Disagree. the five twelve matchup. Fran in the five twelve matchup had to face Syracuse. Okay. In the first at, at that point, Syracuse was like. And then the winner, he had to face the winner of St. Peter's and Tulsa. Like, I mean, St. Peter's won it. And, I mean, St. Peter's didn't have the magic that they had last year. No. So, I mean, it feels like Fran McCaffrey has gotten a good draw. And it's probably because he stared out at our souls. And uh, we gave him a favorable draw as a 12 seed. Back to a little college football stuff. Really quickly, man, Tulane's Cotton Bowl rings are fucking amazing. Have you guys seen these things? Was it a Cotton Bowl ring or an American Championship ring? This is the American Championship ring. This is the American Championship ring. Okay. Yeah, that was the one. Okay, they are wait, great. Wait, so they have They're two rings? Beautiful. I okay, I haven't seen they cotton get one for the American, the American. They will they get, get one, one for the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Oh yes. It it looks so they'll get one so good. It is. It's a great ring. I I love that they have the green wave on the side. They have the player on the other side, and then it has American champions on there. Oh. It's a great ring. I love it. I, I love championship rings. Jordan, you hit us with the Shane Beamer. Damn. 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 
Yeah, it's a great ring. He hit him I, with. I mean, I, just, I love how I love how Tulane used the uh, uh, the lyrics of of bling bling um, when yes. they showed the ring, and, and it, it's amazing. So I just put that in the chat if you want to change it. It's the American Conference ring, American champions. So UCF fans might not be happy about that. Jordan, I, I know you asked me how much of a booster would we need to be to get one of these Tulane rings. Yeah. And and I don't I don't know. My dad has had like season tickets for Tulane for a while. He doesn't what? always go to the games, but he has season tickets most of the time. What if we go to New Orleans? Okay. You and, and me. No, 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 no. We oh. so we we open up yes. we open oh. up a well that too. We open up a restaurant nearby. Okay. Campus and we become that serving. Place. We become that place. We're like, oh hey coach, come on in. It's 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 free here. We do the Michigan thing. Where we become like that. How about, so you bring, how about Fritz, you, you bring Fritz in. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Commissioner. Sure. Uh, how about we just like, you know, ask them since, you know, they tweet at us a lot. Oh, sorry. Uh, this this seems easier than <laughs> a restaurant in New Orleans. Fine. Fuck it. I will take a replica ring, honestly. Give me a replica. I don't need the, the actual bling. I mean, nobody, you know, I, I will take that. A replica ring. Please, two-leg green wave. Send me one. Hey, see, we talk about this all the time at the Sickos. When people ask, are there like 20 people running the Sickos on the committee? The answer is yes. And I am one of those that writes for the Substack. That's Blue who writes for Substack. And I have written many pieces about Tulane this year. Yes. Yes, you have. Okay. So yes, I got a Tulane football and my son, uh, little boy Blue, absolutely loves it. Mrs. Mayhem keeps asking me, why do they have a wave on the side? And why does he have a megaphone? And I keep explaining because he is a green wave. So Tulane, if you hear this, and I know you're listening, Tulane, yeah, give us the weight of the ring, and two, give us a give us a shout out on there of how much it weighs, so that we can tell the world how much this ring weighs. I liked uh, Kamish. I liked, I think it was you that was like weigh the bling, weigh the ring. We're like weigh the bling. It was good. Yeah, I was just you know again uh, my New Orleans coming out and and, and talking about the big timers, where I, I I dubbed the video of that that fake Pope photo in the. Uh, was that, fake? was that fake? It was it was AI generated, man. God damn it. Uh, oh. <laughs> the, the, the Pope photo was AI generated and oh. I, I put the video of uh the Pope in, in front of the uh the still fly uh song by the big timers, you know. That was good. I uh, immediately as soon as I saw the Pope in this this jacket, I I didn't care if it was real or not. I don't care. I was gonna get these jokes off. But I, I started singing Gator Boots with the pimp down Gucci suit. <laughs> I, I, I got wanna... no job. But I stay sharp. You've been singing. Can't you say you've been singing a lot in the podcast lately? And I love it. Last week, O Canada was great too. <laughs> Can't pay my rent because all my money spent. I do want to shout out. I I meant to. I was going to go to this thing today, and my and kid was okay. being an absolute jackass, and I couldn't get him to go. Because uh, I'm still fly. This is bowling championship weekend for the NCAA. Yes, correct. NCAA sponsors women's bowling. That is one of their sports. And is there like a, do they do like a national tournament for bowling? Yeah, they do. Yep. They and do? so the, the, four, yep. the four auto qualifiers were selected this weekend. There's four, wow. there's four, uh, four conferences that sponsor bowling and they're kind of a mishmash in a lot of ways. The SWAC bowling contest championship was in Arlington, Texas. I was oh, going to go to the really? championship today. It was, it was Alabama state versus uh, Prairie View A&M. Prairie View A&M Panthers won it. And shout out, shout out to my, my friend, Andrew, uh, alumnus, of the Prairie View A and M folks there, I could I could not convince go my Panthers. kid to go, and since my wife is sick, like I couldn't leave her at home, which sucked. 
the other the reason I realized that it was happening this weekend is because John Mank, who's one of the Southlands uh, uh, social media guys, is a Twitter friend of mine, and he tried to talk me into going to. It wasn't in New Orleans. What was the city? Where? Let's find where South the Southland oh, South Bowling. Southland Bowling. Yeah, it, it was in New Orleans. It, no, it was it was it was in Harahan. Oh God. Harahan, Louisiana at Colonial Bowling Lanes. There are oh all God. these places. Okay, it's great because like I saw pictures of it and it had those giant old school like Bolo Rama. Oh, signs. seriously. Like the the bowling alleys in the New Orleans area. Uh Hanrahan is actually like, you know, a suburb of New Orleans. It's in Jefferson Parish. Uh, we call them parishes, yes, instead of counties. A lot of the bowling alleys, I think there was like this they boom in the 70s and 80s with the oil yeah. boom. There was something like Don Carter's Bowling Lanes. I don't even know who Don Carter is, but they have so many bowling alleys in New Orleans and they're all like not updated at all. Uh, I haven't been to one that's like updated where they have the fancy lights or whatever. No, 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 no. You don't crazy. That. They had one that was like, it was an old school New Orleans, like rock and bowl. And, and the, the weird thing about this bowling place, it was on the second floor. So the furniture store below <laughs> had to deal with like oh, the bowling ball. Yeah, it, it was so it's so ridiculous, but it was like a New Orleans landmark, which I don't know if it survived at the Katrina, but it was Rock and Bowl was amazing. The other thing I wanted to talk about because the Swack one was at a place I'd never heard about, and it's right near Six Flags. It's right ne- in Arlington. It's right near a bunch of something. It's called the Bowling International Training and Research Center. They have enhanced automated okay. robotic launchers, USBC's ball throwing robot. Specto advanced tracking systems, video analysis systems, biochemical motion analysis, and something called bowler vision. They have a bowling combine that I'm looking now into signing up. They have a gym, guys. Are you trying to be a ringer for for local bowling in the Arlington area? This is I I gotta go here. This is where the this is where the SWAC had their championship. I assume they have those like oxygen masks on you as you're bowling to like get all your vitals. Uh, How much eligibility do you have left, Jordan? I, you know, I think I have, I think I have burned through my eligibility. Oh, I, hey, hey, Jordan. I mean, I, I got you pegged for Kingpin. If they make Kingpin too, oh hell yeah, you could, you could be the Bill Murray character. So our, so our four, our four bowling auto bid are for the SWAC. We have Prairie View A and M. For the MIAC, we have North Carolina A and T. For the NEC, we have Sacred Heart. And for the Southland, we have Arkansas State. I want to talk a little about the Southland Bowling Conference. Because oh, there are oh God. because this there are because there are no members of the Southland in it. <laughs> Great. The Southland Bowling Conference is the Southland Bowling League is a bowling only conference that are also based out of Frisco with the Southland, but they no longer have any Southland members. It's Arkansas right. State, Louisiana Tech, Sam Houston okay. State, even okay. if Austin State. They used to be Southland members. They, a lot, these are like the people that left the Southland Football Conference. It went to D1, but they stayed in Southland for bowling. Uh, Tulane is still there. And then we get into some fun ones. Valpo. <laughs> really? Vandy and Youngstown oh, State. What? And the Youngstown right State mix. was the video I posted of the Youngstown State player picking up a, a picking up a 6-7-10 split, which was just absolute fire. Anyways, I got That's really amazing. into bowling this weekend, guys. <laughs> My God! My wife, my wife. I was trying to get my kid to go, and he was just not going. I was a little frustrated, and she goes, "Do you really need to go to this bowling thing?" I was like, "No, but I want to." I'm just because it would have been hella fun. I I wish you would have went. I was I was ready to like talk about it on the podcast. I know. I I wanted to see. Also, shout out to these uh, Florida A&M like bowling jerseys. Those were amazing. Those were so hot. 
Those are amazing. Yes. Uh, those gonna... in the, I saw some earlier, but throw those in the uh, Discord. I want to see those again. Those are great. Uh, also, uh, live updates, uh, Andrew, what's, what's going on with uh, uh, the the legend known as Caitlin Clark right now? She needs two more rebounds for a 36-point triple-double. Uh, I just threw the FMA, FAMU Rattlers look in the uh, Discord. Oh, They're yes. so good. That is fire. They're so Do good. they sell those? I, or is man, it like I, you just got to be able to not, the They do not sell those. Uh, I, I don't know I, what the team in the background uh, that in, is, this picture. I don't know. Uh, it's just like, I don't know what team that is in the background, but their jerseys, they, they all look like they're just jealous of the uh, Florida A&M jersey, uh, bowling shirt, whatever. Uh, I'm also going to show you that 6-7-10 that, that, uh, split. We got Youngstown State on the right and Vanderbilt on the left. With a max score of 196. Two of these have been made today. Picks up the six, seven, ten. It's impressive. It was, it was great. I was. That is such an incredible conference matchup. The Vanderbilt sure Youngstown State. Yep, just traditional rivals. Major rivalry. Uh, okay, they I'm can't going be that far apart. Nashville can't be that far from from Youngstown, right? I, I'm guessing not, but they are both very far away. I think from like Ruston and Jonesboro. Jones and Youngstown. Perfect. Yeah, Arkansas Arkansas State did win to Southland, by the way. So I'm off my bowling bullshit now. I love I love bowling. It's great. It's so much fun. Bowling bullshit. Love it. Uh, Once once we get yeah, that's what we're gonna call it from now on. The full brackets. I'll let everyone know what to expect for the big tournaments. I see it. I see. We can skip it. You're making it really large. Thank you. Oh wow! I didn't mean to make it that big. It's like sarcastically large. We're part. We're part six of our thirty-nine part reoccurring series. By the way, my friend that went to Idaho, I was t- talking to her the other day. She said that we absolutely do have to include Idaho in this, so it's going to be a forty-part series. It's on the. It's on the Wikipedia. It's still. It was part of the thirty-nine part. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's wait, part of the thirty-nine. Wait, wait. Are they over five hundred? No, Idaho is not. No, they're not. No. No. Oh, they're just not. Okay, I see. So our reoccurring right. series, the best season of all time for teams who are below five hundred all time, or B-S-O-A-T-F-T-W-A-B-500-A-T, part six of 39. Kamish, who do we have today? We're going with the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Uh, emus, I uh, believe. Emus, sir. The emus? They're the emus? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize. I'm, uh, I, I, I apologize. The Eastern Michigan emus out of Ypsilanti, Michigan. Crazy, crazy history. Very, very interesting history. Uh, they've had a few name changes. They've had a few mascot changes. Uh, there's been a lot of changes in Eastern Michigan's history. Um, unfortunately, their history of football has not been a great one. They are below 500 all time. We have a few seasons to choose from here, and we're probably going to have to debate ourselves here at the end to figure out which one we're going to go with for the best season of all time. I do want to give a shout out to their 1901 5-0-1 season, their 1926 6-1 season, their 1954 8-1-1 season, the California Bowl winning 1987-10-2 season, yeah. and also the one last year uh, where Coach Chris Creighton got the crispy Idaho potato fries dumped all over him. Uh, they were 9-4 and four last year, and they, they won another bowl game. It, it had been a while since they won a bowl game, but apparently they can only beat San Jose State in bowl games. What I have a tough choice here is they have two undefeated seasons. I've never had a team that is below 500 all time that has had two 
different undefeated seasons in 1925 and 1927. The uh, they they both went eight and zero. Um, at the time, they were called the Michigan State Normal Normalites. Yeah, and oh my God, did that make it incredibly hard to find shit about these teams? For the love of God, I would type in Michigan Great State man. Normal. I would get Michigan State. I would type in. Like, like I was just Perfect. trying to get Eastern Michigan history, 1927. I would just get freaking Michigan stuff. And I was like, come on, give me some Eastern Michigan stuff. Like, let me know. So I, I don't really have too much about the teams themselves. We will debate them. I do have a lot about their legendary coach. Um, it is Coach Elton Reinerson or Reinerson. Oh, is that um, who the, that's who the field is named after. That's right. He is the legend of the Eastern Michigan program. And he had an amazing history all throughout Eastern Michigan or the Michigan State uh, normal normalites or the, <laughs> the, the, at the time. He, he was there with them with the name change to Eastern Michigan. Um, also, there was the, he was there for the mascot change, not the one to the Eagles or the Emus, as you said earlier. Uh, he was born in Three Oaks, Michigan, and he attended Michigan State Normal College from 1910 to 1914. He played football, baseball, and basketball for the school. He was the captain of the basketball team his junior and senior year. Um, The senior year, they achieved a record of 17 and 8. Eastern Michigan University records also list Reinerson as the basketball team captain for the 1916 and 17 season, in which the team's record was 15 and 1. So as a player, legend for the university. Just an absolute legend. Like, he was the absolute, like, basically the Eastern Michigan man instead of, like, the Michigan man. We'll just call him the Eastern Michigan I man. love the idea of an Eastern Michigan man. That's right. <laughs> In contrast. We talk, about, we talk about Ypsilanti. We talk about that phallic water tower. And we talk about Elton Renierson, if I said his name correctly. I apologize if I have not. I want to get sidetracked a little bit here. Go. Oh. So... Uh, Renierson played three years of minor league baseball from 1913 to 1915 for the Kalamazoo Kazoos uh, in the Southern Michigan League. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So good. That is so. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he played for the Branford Red Sox in the Canadian League. We'll come back to the Kalamazoo Kazoos in just a second. Please, I have okay, okay. I have, some, I have some Because as soon as I saw a team named the Kalamazoo Kazoos, I'm like, we're going to have to go down this path. If we're going There's down so many path. good names. There's so many good names. It's the amazing. Normalites. The, the Normalites. The Kazoos. Uh, there's more. Uh, uh, there's more a little bit further in the dock, but let me get to it. So the Kalamazoo Kazoos were a minor league baseball team based out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Who would have thunk? Uh, They were established in 1889 and played in the Michigan State League. There's a photo of the team from 1897 here. The team, I think, was in operation from 1889 to 1920. So the Kalamazoo Kazoos is no longer a team. I did bevel their logo in the dock here. I don't know why. We'll probably tweet that out later. That was amazing. So... In the early teens, the Kalamazoo team went numerous name changes. The White Sox became the Kazoos in 1909. Then the Celery Pickers in 1911. I'm sorry? That's right. Because Kalamazoo was famous for growing celery. Which I'm, so- I'm sorry? <laughs> 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 That's right. Then 
the celery pickers became the celery champs in 1912. That seems ostentatious. That's right. They're braggadocious about yes, their celery. Won I love it. <laughs> then they I finally went back to the Kalamazoo kazoos back in 1913 for Renierson. <laughs> There's a link of the history of the baseball in Kalamazoo. Uh, it's 1890 through 1920. I apologize if I was off by a year. Uh, his his baseball career was not that great, but I mean, again, I never played professional baseball, so he's got me beat. Um, he pitched 446 innings. He was 24 and 28 win loss record, 144 strikeouts, 160 walks. He had an ERA of of 4.03, and then a WHIP of uh 1.258, which is I believe is walks divided by hits or whatever. Plus yeah, this, walks. Is, this is old ass and like baseball walks things. and hits for innings pitch. That's yeah. right, perfect. Uh, again, I am not an advanced at baseball guy. Batting, uh, he had 55 hits in his career, uh, no home runs. He had a batting average of 195, which is below that infamous Mendoza line, which probably hadn't been created back in the early 1900s. I don't think so. Um, Definitely. Uh, He had no registered errors, from what I could tell from baseball reference. So he was a perfect fielder. We'll just say that. Best defensive. Or was a pitcher. (laughs) Hey, they got to make plays, too, when they cover for the bunts and whatnot. True. That's That's a hard play, and I, I hated that drill in high school. I hated that so much. Because I was a first baseman, and our pitchers were awful at that covering the base. Uh, it was ridiculous. So let's go Sickles back to football. Following the smallpox shortened season in 1916. Oh, time uh, out! Time out! Wait, <laughs> let's stop. We need to talk about that. Yeah, let's okay. So, <laughs> wait. When you say smallpox shortened, did the team get smallpox? Did he get smallpox? Did the league, broadly speaking, have a smallpox? problem I'm, i have a lot of questions here <laughs> yeah again as i said previously anytime i tried to search anything for this team in the history i would get michigan shit like michigan um 1916 they played four okay. games they played four games um sure. so he was an assistant coach they went one two and one in 1916 okay so and 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 again uh, this was again around, I think, what, what was the the I guess the pandemic in 1918 also. So there was, uh, you know, smallpox pandemic. Uh, I think they call it the Spanish flu. I'm not, a, but like in 1916, 17, and 18, they did not play more than uh, one year. They played four games. 1917, they played seven games. Uh, 1918, they played three games. So that's a rough couple the, years. Yeah, I mean, and you also had World War One going on at the same time. Uh, well, so, yeah, that, that too. Yeah, that mm. on top of what was going on. And again, my internet searching prowess, which I would just desperately trying to find stuff about Eastern Michigan or the Michigan State, which would always register Michigan State, normal normalites, not a great and, and probably not necessarily a commonly searched search item. Uh, not much information really found there on that. We're so gonna we'll have to continue. go to Ypsilanti. We're gonna yeah. have to go to Ypsilanti, visit the uh, water tower, and, and see the emus. Take a picture. picture. Take a picture. Yeah. See right. the field. See the see the beautiful field they have. I'm all here. I'm for it. So then what happened? So, Commission. All right. So let's go back to 1916. Smallpox shortened season. He was an assistant coach on the football team. He was hired to replace Elmer Mitchell as head coach. 
Although Rainierson's offense was more effective, outscoring point uh, outscoring opponents one eleven to eighty two, more than half the scoring came in a single game, a sixty three nothing route of the Central Michigan team. Uh, the team ended the season in nineteen seventeen with a three and four record. After the shortened three game season in nineteen eighteen, that was coached by Lynn Bell, Rainierson returned to coach the nineteen nineteen squad to their first winning season in four years. After another winning season in the 1920s, other coaches assumed the duties for four years. I could not find any reason why Rainierson left uh, Eastern Michigan at this time. I, I could not find any information. Honestly, it was really hard to even find pictures of this gentleman online. During the four years that he was gone, they registered a record of 9, 15, and 4. So between 1921 and 1924, those four years there, you know, when he was not the head coach, Eastern Michigan was not a great team again. So Rainierson became one of the select group of college football coaches with a non-consecutive tenure at the same school. I linked the list in this here of college football head coaches with non-consecutive tenures. It's an amazing list. Uh, so basically, it's the Grover Cleveland list of NCAA coaches at the oh, same year. Beautiful, yeah, that's great. And, and and of course, Barry Alvarez is in there. So yeah, he is uh, def- definitely. Of course, he's in there. So I wanted to debate which team is better. So we have the 1925 Michigan State normal normalites who went eight and zero in 1925, his first year back with Eastern Michigan, uh, and then 1927. He went 8-0 and again. Rainierson went 8-0. So in 1925, the Normalites compiled a perfect 8-0 record. They shut out seven out of eight opponents. They won the Michigan uh, Intercollegiate Athletic Association Championship. By the way, uh, just for the history buffs of Michigan folks, uh, they, this is the oldest conference, the first conference ever created in college football, the Michigan Intercollegiate Association. Huh. Um, so just more random facts here that I've been, I've been finding. Okay. They outscored all opponents by a combined total of 106 to 6. So they basically outscored everybody in 1925 by 100 points. A lot of their games in 1925, they, de- they defeated the Detroit freshmen, the Detroit college freshmen, 8 nothing. They beat Bowling Green on the road, 14 nothing. Albion, 6 uh, nothing. Hillsdale, 20 nothing. The Ferris Institute, which is now known as Ferris State, uh, the Bulldogs, 6 nothing. Uh, they defeated Olivet, 20 nothing, Alma, 25 nothing, and Kalamazoo, 7 to 6. So they barely won that one at the end of the year in 1925. So I have some articles there in 1925. Yipsy Normal leads in race for the MIAA. Uh, the victory puts them out in front in the conference. And then also Yipsy defeats Alma to annex gridiron title so they basically they they won the conference championship there sorry didn't mean to to fuck up your document it's it's a huge document it's all good now 1927 again perfect eight no they won the miaa which was now called the michigan collegiate conference they shut out six out of eight opponents so one less but they outscored opponents by a combined total of 186 to 13 so they outscored everybody they just they just uh, like blitzed everybody. They're close. They had two close games. We'll, we'll go over their schedule here. So the 1927 team, they beat Olivet 20 nothing. They won at Northern Illinois 25 6. 
Time out. Can, at, can I say that I love right. the fact that they call their field normal field? That's right. It the was normal, normal I'd split it normal field. That's right. Everything was normal. If only it was in normal Michigan. So they beat Northern Illinois 25 6. They beat Assumption 26 7. They beat Valpo 44 0. Their rivalry game with Central Michigan was much, much closer 6 0. Uh, they defeated Adrian 20 0. The Adrian's Western like State. A, a dude? A dude. a dude. Yeah, just a single uh, guy. That's right, Adrian. Um, or a team uh, full of guys named Adrian. And it was based out of Adrian, Michigan. They won 20 nothing. They defeated the Western State Teachers, which I believe is now called Western Michigan, 6 nothing in Kalamazoo. Uh, and then to round off that, that uh, schedule, they defeated Detroit City College uh, in I- Ypsilanti, 39 nothing. So a lot of their games, blowouts. And they only allowed points in, in two uh, of those games. You know, the previous year in 1925, seven of the games were shutouts. I'll, I'll give you some articles here. And this was this was funny. I was trying to find stats for this one game here. Uh, one of the headlines for 1927, Assumption bows to, to Ipsy Normal. Border City 11 smothered with passes, 26 to 7. I wanted to know how many passes they were smothered with. I could not find how many passes they were smothered. I'm going to guess like six or seven. (laughs) That could be five. It was funny. Like the first quarter, the first quarter of the article, they said uh, Ypsilanti opened the scoring in the first three minutes when somebody snagged the pass and scored a touchdown. And then on the next drive, they snagged another pass and made the score 13 nothing. So, I mean, like they basically came out gunning in that one. It, It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Then when they defeated Central Michigan, it said normal defeats Mount Pleasant, uh, six nothing. Ypsilanti wins when a penalty puts ball yard from goal. So it sounds like there was some you know some crazy call there that happened. Um, yeah, it, it just it, incredible. And then the other headline I was able to find: normal beats Indiana eleven. Valparaiso falls before Ypsilanti team by forty four nothing. The regulars begin the drubbing by counting thirty eight points in the first half. So they were up 38 nothing at halftime on Valpo. Okay. So we got to choose. Like, we can't be, you know, hey, these teams are both undefeated. We have to choose what team is the best team of all time of the Michigan State normal normalites or the Eastern Michigan Emus or Eagles, whatever you want to call them. I, we got we to gotta choose. I, I'm going to go with the 27 season here, and here's why. The... <laughs> I recognize more of the teams. <laughs> it's as simple as these are teams that, that still exist and are teams that they have played continuously for a while in the Mac. So I feel like the 27 season is their, is their golden year. Okay. However, the, in the 1925 season, they played Detroit freshman, whatever that means. But in 1927, they're internationally relevant because they played in Ontario. So. That is true. That's my argument against 1925 and for 1927. Yeah. 1927. Also, Caitlin Clark got a triple double. Hell yeah, she did. The tenth rebound was kind of nonsense, but we'll give it to her. Lou, what are you feeling? One points, ten rebounds, and twelve assists. So I think both seasons are great. I mean, yeah. I I love I love reading these old articles because they they don't call them they never call them by their name. In this case, they just call them Ipsy. Which I think it's is a great yeah. name. We, I mean, the, we should go back team, to that. The name of the team is the Michigan State Normal Normalites, but every headline is like Ipsy Normal. It, 
I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna write a a, a EMU. Uh, excuse me, a, a Eastern Michigan uh, recap this 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 August, and I'm gonna use the term Ipsy because uh, I really like that a lot. Um, tipsy and Ipsy. I, it's tipsy. tipsy and Ipsy. We talked. Uh, we talk, we've I, talked I, I about really this wanna... before. I, I, we covered this before. And I'm not sure why. So I think it's chicken for I think, but okay. I think both of, but I think Jordan and Andrew, or excuse me, Grish make great points. I think it's these are excellent points, and and I, I, I really, I lean again towards 1927 only because to the commission's point, they allowed six points in 1925. In 1927, they still only allowed six points on the continental U.S. and then went and became Canadian state champs. You just can't beat having that international victory on your resume because we just watched Northwestern have one win, but that one win was international, and we made mm-hmm. a point to shout it out every week that they they the Ireland state champs. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, if you're beating everybody that's on your in your weight class, all the teams who you wind up playing hundreds of years later, in uh, over a hundred years later in 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 the MAC. You've got your Bowling Green, your your Northern Illinois, your biggest rival, uh, and then for some reason you rounded up all the teachers in the west part of the state and beat them too, which seems unfair. But here we are. So I, I'm going with 1927, and uh, again, you you beat everybody in your weight class, and then you cross the border and do it too. I, I got to give it to them. So we got three votes for the 1927. Yeah. Michigan what about you? State. What's I, yours? I'm, I'm all 1927. I no controversy. So we're going to say the 1927 Michigan State normal normalites the best team of all time for teams for the Eastern Michigan Emus, Eagles, whatever you want to call them. Um, so we're, we're going to do that podcast vote. I wanted to go back to the legend of uh, Reinerson here, uh, Reinerson. I could only find three pictures of him online. I was trying to find pictures of him online. So there's one from like the, the 1950s. There's the Wikipedia page, which looks like like a horrible scan from like a bad yearbook. Yeah. If you look at the one where he was the basketball coach, that's probably like the best photo I could get of him when he was the basketball coach. And I mean, he's a dapper, dapper man. I mean, un- oh, he is a dapper man. Seriously, Agreed. like this dude is like his just, hair. His so hair perfect. is absolutely perfect. It, it is amazing. There's a head coach when he was the basketball coach of the. 1921 MSNC. So it was like Michigan State Normal College on the jerseys. So these jerseys were crazy. I'm loving these like knee pads too. Like you can see like the knee pads of the basketball players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two seated players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the two seated players. These, I mean, but like this guy is like straight up just perfectly like perfect hair. I don't know what hair product this, this gentleman had. Some bro cream, what? Bro cream or whale oil? I can't tell which. Something, man, it is amazing. Like his 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 hair is phenomenal. So I wanted to just go a little bit further on him for a little bit. Over the course of the of over the course of his career, he coached at least one year in every varsity sport at Michigan State Normal. So he was the football coach, the basketball coach, the baseball coach, and also he was a track coach. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, this dude had his Letterman jacket filled up. Um, in 28 years as a head football coach, uh, Renierson compiled a record of 114, 58, and 15. 
Um, we already discussed the fifteen, uh, the twenty-five and twenty-seven teams of being undefeated in nineteen through nineteen twenty-five and twenty-seven. He had one loss in twenty-six. He was twenty-two and one, and then that those three years he outscored his opponents four hundred five to thirty-one. In seventeen years as a basketball coach, he was one forty-one and one hundred. He led like the basketball team uh, to a combined record of forty-eight and nine, and he had a one-loss season in his first year. So once he was done coaching in 1948, guess what happened? He became the athletic director. Oh, love it. Love That's to the see path, it. baby. You take Always. that AD job. Once you, once you build AD a stadium job. with your name on it, you take the AD uh-huh. job. And so he took the AD job, and he was athletic director between uh, 1948 to 1963. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 1967 due to a heart attack. There was, it was a big funeral in 1969. Two years after he passed away, Eastern Michigan dedicated its new football stadium as Munierson Stadium. And so the, the stadium that they play in is basically named uh, after him, the field and stadium, which I, I really wanted to know, like, if his favorite color was gray. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. I really that stadium is really fucking gray. Because that stadium turf it's, is gray. So, I mean, if Munierson's favorite color is gray. It's a choice. Which, you know, it's crazy. Um it's a choice. A shout out to our Michigan Panthers USFL team who is practicing currently at that stadium. That's right. So I wanted to bring that up too. So, God. I mean, this this gentleman, uh, just an absolute legend of the school. Uh, his 26 seasons at Eastern Michigan head coach for football are double those of the, of the next longest serving coach. And no Eastern Michigan football coach has ever reached, has even reached half of Renierson's win total of 114 games. This is what we, we go back to, like the best team of all time for these teams are below 500. So this this man is an absolute legend. And, and really, it's a shame that he, he there were not enough bowl games in the 1920s to get some bowl games and everything like that. Also, his, his 160 career wins ranks second among Emu's men's basketball head coaches. <laughs> so like, he's like a dual sport legend. Like he is... Michigan State, normal Eastern Michigan. It's unbelievable what he did. And I mean, this gentleman, I mean, just looking him up is just like a fascinating person to read about. And I just kept going down his Wikipedia page because I couldn't find much about Eastern Michigan because everything was, it was definitely not the normal normalites. They were not a big, not a big search topic. I could not find a book available. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't find anything. And so I typed in to Amazon or, or Google, whatever. I was like, can you give me an Eastern Michigan University football history book? I found one. Uh, it was not in stock. It was no price listed. Uh, and, and also it said they have no idea when it would be back in stock. My favorite thing is the picture of this book. It's a giant eagle flying, which is amazing. It says Eastern Michigan University, Eagles football history, head coaches, and NFL players. The very bottom of it is hilarious. So if anybody could read the very bottom of it. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, edited by Jenny Reese from high quality Wikipedia articles. <laughs> <laughs> like like I said, like I, you cannot find crap online about this team. So about these teams, it, and it's just like, I don't know if it's because they were called Michigan State Normal Normalites or Michigan State Normal. I tried to search by like Ipsy Normal and it was just, it was, it was a madhouse. I, but I really, shout out to th- I really think I, I really think we're gonna have to reach out to the school. 
we're going to have to reach out to them and ask, hey, can you open your archives to us? Can we get some some information on on this team and this this coach? So um, while, while we've been while Kamish was talking, I did find the uh, the 1916 archives of their new school newspaper. Oh, so so I I'll have to I'll have to spend some time going through it because I was I was paying attention. I didn't want to go through it. The only thing that I could find is an old eBay article of an Ypsilanti normal school 1932 football small team picture. It was on sale for 16 bucks. Um, I, I just could not find anything Steel. else. It, and I, it looks it, it looks like Eastern Michigan has actually digitized all of their old newspaper archives. Oh my so I'll, god! I'll, I'll pull some up for I'll pull some stuff up for the the post. Get digging, uh, sir. I will. Uh, so the yeah, the, I would love the two, to read some of the those. two things. The two things I want to mention before we get off this topic. Uh, then you 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 misspoke earlier about the oh, 1901 no. Michigan State Normal Normalites. They actually that was not a the five zero and one team. It was a three and five team. But I'd like to discuss the 1901 Michigan State Normalites three and five team because they oh. had a loss at Michigan Freshman, a win at Michigan Alkali Works, a loss to Michigan Freshman, another win against Michigan Alkali Works. <laughs> A loss what? to Kalamazoo, a loss to Albion, a lot, another loss to Albion, and a win for, over the Michigan School for the Deaf. And I found yet another nickname for this oh, team. No. Oh, boy. They weren't just called the Ipsy Normals. In lots of these articles, they're called the Pedagogues. The what? The Pedagogues. A pedagogue is someone who is, like, like, like pedagogy is, is teaching children. So no, huh. it works because normal normal schools were teaching schools. So they're yeah. actually called the pedagogues as well. They use both normalites and pedagogues together in these articles. Oh, okay. I meant to shout out the 1906. 1906, the one, not yes. 1901. 1906. Uh, 1906 also managed to beat, uh, they tied the Michigan school for the deaf that year, beat Detroit, beat Adrian, beat the Flint deaf mutes. What? Jesus. They played two different deaf. Good deaf God. Mutes. They beat deaf school and then deaf mute school. Yeah, so maybe not the most glorious set of wins, guys. I just want to give them a shout out, but you know, this is why they weren't in contention for the best team of all time. Yeah, that's good. I, I feel like I feel like tying the school for the deaf and then and then then beating the deaf mute sixteen to zero is not something you want to like raise banners over. God. Yeah, unbelievable. That's love it. Oof. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'll find out about the smallpox thing, too, because the only article I could find just had a very little, like, common thing of, like, a little aside of, oh, yeah, we had to cancel and get some games because of smallpox. I got to figure out what that actually was. So I'll keep digging. Keep digging this. I just want to shout out 1906. We got an undefeated St. Louis team, and then we got a 9-1 and Iowa State team, both of them independents in that same season. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Go Billikens. Sorry. That was back when they were the St. Louis Blue and Whites. My bad. That's correct. They were the Blue and Whites. <laughs> and beat someone called the Kansas City Medics. Yep. <laughs> well, folks, I think we've had a very fascinating dive into basketball and bowling and Eastern Michigan history, which remember, if you if anyone's looking to get a college football podcast that really hits the big topics everyone loves, we are the um, absolute I mean, we are absolutely the place to go. Also, I That's mean, right. we brought up the Kalamazoo Kazoos, so you know, don't don't forget about them. Minor league baseball. That's right. With a stat. The the celery yeah. pickers and the celery champs. Celery champs. champs. <laughs> 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 like, how do you call yourself that? Apparently the water I'm table not, in Kalamazoo uh, 
dip down because of like paper mills and the celery industry went bust in like the fifties too. But apparently How dare they ruined the yeah. celery industry. Yeah, I know. So I learned that too. Yeah, I learned all the so, chance after that. I learned so fucking much from this podcast that my <laughs> so... wife doesn't want to, that my wife doesn't want to hear about. Because whenever I start a sentence with, hey, did you know? She's just like she's like, I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Don't, don't tell me it. about the celery industry in Kalamazoo. I don't fucking care. Hey, let's let's talk about the kazoos. You know, you just go up. That's right. Can we play the kazoo? Can we add some kazoo yeah, noises I, in here? I have, a kazoo, I, have, I have a kazoo. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, folks, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, we've got the final four next Saturday. Championship yes. next Monday because college so. eats everything, so it's college on Monday night. Monday college night sports is just, is just like, let's lot. put everything on Monday night, even yeah. though we normally on Monday play. night. Gentlemen, have a good night, and we will talk to everyone else on Tuesday.